Whoa, what's up, everybody? It is Daddy Goods DG, and today we got the amazing Bree Stony Goddess 420. What's up with you? How's it going over there? Oh, it's it's going. Got hot weather, got good weed. What more could you ask for? Mm, I love hot weather and good weed. That's why this episode is the Wake and Bake. So shout out to that, you know. Even though for a lot of people, it's probably not like morning time. For me, it is. I, I don't even know if it is for you, but, you know, I, I guess it could be wake and bake at any time of the day. You know, a happy hour could be any time of the day. So why not wake and bake? I, you know, I never understood that. Like the whole, it's five o'clock somewhere. But if you say like, oh, it's 420, people are like, ooh. I know. I've got drink. For sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. You know, time is just such a, a man construct that it really doesn't even exist, you know? True. And everybody's on a just different schedule. So what's morning for one person isn't for the next person. No, that's facts. A lot of graveyard shift people, you know, waking up at, uh, you know, four o'clock in, in the afternoon. So, you know, yep. you're right about that. Yeah, shout out to the graveyard shift people, man. You know, that's rough. Isn't that crazy that they call it graveyard shift? Like, what are they trying to imply with that? You know, because <laughs> that shit kills you. Oh, I know. So <laughs> I know, man. I, we were just talking before we started recording live that I feel like having structure in some senses is like really good. You need it sometimes to like kind of keep your mind, you know good and you know sane but sometimes like the structure that we're given because we're given structure in a lot of ways like we start going to elementary school as kids right and you know we're told we have to be there until this time and then and then we get out and then like we get into adulthood and we're said that we need to work a nine to five you know i don't know like that structure is kind of wild to me it's it's honestly it's a it's a big American thing from what I understand. Like other parts of the country, they don't have the forty hour work weeks like we do with overtime and stuff. And I, I think that America is very um, very structured, and that that doesn't always work in my opinion. Like I don't I don't carry a regular nine to five. When I do carry a nine to five, I get stressed out, and I just feel like not like myself. Like I feel like a zombie. So I thrive in the chaos and the unorganized. <laughs> but that's the that's the 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 crazy part to me is that you say that you thrive in the chaos and the unorganized, but it seems like that's probably what keeps you more sane. Yeah. So, so is it chaos or is going to the nine to five more of the chaos and feeling like a zombie and feeling like you're not doing what you're supposed to do? That seems more chaotic to me. Yeah, I I suppose it depends on who you ask, though. Right. Some people think like in order to be, you know, a, a good person or whatever, you got to wake up, you got to get to your job, you got to put in those extra hours. And that's what like success and, and being normal is for some people. So it really just depends who you ask. That's very true, because in a lot of ways, I am probably the disappointment of the family. You know Me too. <laughs> shout out to the black sheeps. Yeah, shout out to the black sheeps, man. <laughs> I know. They're probably like, hey, what has uh, Jimmy been up to lately? And then they show them my podcast and they're like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. 
I finally, you know, I was on the down low with like my my content that I would make for so long. I was worried about like, oh my gosh, my family's gonna find out. And now I just don't care. I post it on all my socials. Like when people see me, I'm like, yeah, I I, I do foot stuff. Like I do adult content. My family mm-hmm. just kind of quit inviting me places. So. <laughs> Did they really like for real, for real, or are you being sarcastic? Oh no, for real, for real. My my family. Uh, I was raised in a cult, um, super religious, super like. By the time I was seven years old, I had my husband picked out for me. So uh, when I took a turn, my family was just kind of like, we don't. She's not really part of our family type thing. Let's get yeah. get better. That's interesting, man. That. You know, not throwing shade at your family or parents or nothing like that, of course, but (laughs) (laughs) but it's crazy that, you know, like based on how children turn out depicts if you accept them and and want them, you know, as part of the family anymore type thing. Like you can't, you know, it's not a yes, you created that person, you, you know, but or you conceived that person rather. But, you know, who they become is solely up to them you know like they're their own person you can't control that so much you know and as a like as a child I never really understood that I you know tried to do the whole oh my parents are just trying to do what's best for me and stuff but now as a parent I'm like my my sole job is to make sure that my children have a better life than what I had and don't go through all the struggles that I did. Like that is that is my sole purpose is to make good people and make sure they don't struggle. And so for the parents out there that just like watch their kids and are like, oh, I disapprove of that. I'm I'm gonna like miscommunicate you from the family or whatever. Like I wow. I will never understand that. Like your one job is to support your child. Yeah. Absolutely. And for a lot of children and just people in general growing up like that, parent support is everything to them. It's huge. It's huge. Because where else are they going to get it if they're not getting it from their parents? That's real talk, man. Like me, I'll never forget the kind of support that my father gave me growing up, you know, and that will stick with me forever. You know, I could have told him that, hey, dad, I saw the movie Blow and I want to be the next <laughs> i want to be the next yeah. guy moving that stuff you know and he probably would have been like well you know it, it's gonna take this this and that and it's gonna be risky but if that's what you want to do i'll support that yeah see that's beautiful that's that's a parent right there and guaranteed he did everything he could to make sure you didn't go through the struggles he had when he was a kid like that that's ultimate that's beautiful i love seeing that yeah, absolutely. So it was interesting to me that you said that you grew up in an occult. Is are you speaking like in terms of just how the the family was structured, or was it more relig- religion based? Uh, it was super religion based. So basically, like I started school and when I was four years old, and I started like at the church. Like I would go to the church building to go to school. Um, <laughs> the preachers and pastors were our teachers we had to go to chapel two times a week um where we basically like i i am by i um i enjoy you know all people both yeah uh, and i got preached at basically constantly about how you know the uh, gays are bad um, I got told if I drink one drop of alcohol that I'm a I'm a drunkard um, and that I'm going to go to hell. 
Um, I, I wasn't allowed to paint my nails, wear makeup, dye my hair. Um, I like I, I think I told you I, I had my husband picked out for me by the time I was like seven years old and they would like place us together in school and during like activities and PE and stuff, they would like send us together to go do stuff. It was never like, oh, a girl and a girl can go do this. It was like, nope, you and your chosen significant other go do this. And God, I could go on for hours about that. It it was, it's a cult. It's a cult 100%. You know, um, arranged marriages have, has to be like one of the strangest things I have ever heard of. Like no shade to the people who feel like that's the way, but dude, like being forced dang near to marry somebody, that is crazy to me. I feel, I don't, so I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones and like I understand arranged marriages back in the day and I understand like arranged marriages in some cultures like help bring families together which causes like alliances and like it's good for everybody and sometimes those people you know really make it work. I had a friend who was in an arranged marriage she was from India and they are the most in love couple I've ever met. They have hella kids I don't even know how many and like it really worked out for them but I feel like it's because they were grown up like to understand like my parents are going to create this alliance and that's who I'm going to love whereas like me it it was never told to me like you're gonna marry this person but it was like I was constantly paired off with this singular male mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they yeah. knew what they were doing for sure right and it's like that I don't know it, it felt sneaky and just like I wasn't in control. Like I couldn't have been like, "Hey, I don't really like this dude. He's kind of weird and picks his nose or whatever." You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. All boys pick their noses, by the way. Just to you know, don't mean to blow you guys' cover, but I know you all pick your noses out there. <laughs> hey, any girl with a nose ring picks her nose too. So I'm gonna just put that one out there. That's Mama Goods right there. That's what uh, my wifey. She does that a lot. She be she be like this. I'm like, what are you doing, picking your nose? She's like, no. I'm adjusting my nose ring. I know, like, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Don't be using the nose ring as an excuse, okay? Uh, next thing I know, she's gonna get a, a septum septum piercing, and then she's really gonna be all up in there. And we'll be like, hold on, you digging for gold over there? Time out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I've, my been, I, I've been wanting to get my septum too but honestly that's been my one thing is i'm like constantly like playing with this and then i feel like if i'm in the middle here people are just gonna be like right get get out your nose like stop doing that are you on drugs like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um r- real quick i want to uh, just tie back into the game and throw thing that you said just a second ago let me say that again the game of thrones i gotta say it right the game of thrones thing that you just got done saying um like as far as arranged marriages go, I feel like in that kind of scenario, it would make sense because if you're living like a savage lifestyle almost where you're constantly not sure if you're going to get killed, if your family's going to get killed and you have to marry for like protection and safety, like that would make sense. If we lived in a world that was that way, then it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, in that in that sense, I, I 100% agree, but I just feel like things are so different now that like arranged marriage and in like the american culture it just isn't right and it's usually some power trip or something in my opinion yeah oh yeah and i have had a few friends 
in my age group who were, you know, put in arranged marriages and none of the weddings went through. Like they realized it at the last minute that, you know, they're not going to go through with the arranged marriage. And then guess what happens when they do that? What? what? The family disowns them. Oh, you know, which is, that's crazy to me. So because I don't want to marry someone, you're going to kick me out of the family. <laughs> like, like maybe, maybe something's messed up there. Oh no, man. Can the world just be happy? That's what we I need. Swear we to God, can we all just be friends? <laughs> can we all just be friends? Wouldn't that just be amazing if everybody was just, you know, on wake and bake time, team ganja all the time? Hey, one day, hopefully. You know, decriminalization and all that. Yeah, yeah. Decriminalization would be amazing around the board. And it's dope. <laughs> I shouldn't have said dope, pun intended. <laughs> um, it's dope that, like, they're legalizing it in a lot of the states and whatnot. But um, I know there's a lot of states that are like still living in 1970 or what have you. Um, eventually, they got to they got to switch it up, too, because, you know, with people being locked up for the ganja and, and what have you for so long. And then in some states for it to be going legal, like that's a huge slap in the face right there. I feel like that's also where the conversation between like legalization and decriminalization come in because legalization, they can tax it, they can regulate it, they can put all these government things on it. Whereas decriminalization, it's just letting people out of prison who have been there for, you know, 10 plus years because they had a couple joints on them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's also a big thing is a lot of people don't understand like legalization is actually technically more harmful than decriminalization where people aren't getting arrested for it. People aren't, you know, legalization, people can still get arrested. People can still get in trouble for the stupidest shit that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you make a valid point right there. And that's, that's really interesting because, you know, you decriminalize it now you know, people that are like in jail and in prison or what have you for that particular substance, they get out. And I don't know, it's a whole rabbit hole when we start talking about like the whole prison system, because there's so much under like underpaid or like slave labor rather in prison Mm -hmm. that is going on to the point where they have to keep a lot of inmates and they have to keep a lot of prisoners coming. Like if everybody was out there doing the right thing and not going to jail, there'd be so much labor that would, um, you know, just not be done. And they would therefore have to start paying people and they would just go bankrupt. Like the DMV wouldn't exist probably if they had to pay people actual wages to make license plates. Yeah. Oh, facts that. And I mean, if you think about like cleaning the facilities, all the inmates do that. Like cooking, usually all the inmates do that. Like, and then you get into, because those inmates are in control of that, there's so much corruption in the prisons. So what's supposed to be a rehabilitation and getting back to real life actually becomes them falling deeper into an addiction hole because they can get access to things they shouldn't be able to, or Mm -hmm. they're, you know, doing shady shit and, Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's that is a deep, deep rabbit hole that our our system yes. is so messed up in that sense of just our court systems, our prisons. Um, I think we've seen a lot of it now just because of our our camera phones and because everything can be posted. 
that, right. <clears throat> that you know, a lot of people who are supposed to serve and protect aren't serving and protecting. They're doing things, oh. you know, at somebody's expense or for somebody out of spite or something. And it's yeah. just become, it's not, oh, you did wrong. It's, oh, you fucked up because you pissed him off. Yep. So now you're in trouble. Yep, and that and that's not right. And um, as far as prison goes, look, there's some people who belong in there. There's some people that need to be in there because they do foul ass stuff, you know. Oh, facts. Yeah. And yeah. But you know, moving away from that a little bit, um, you know, speaking on cops. Uh, listen, there's a lot of good cops in the world, and then there's a lot of bad cops in the world who will arrest somebody just because you made them mad and for some reason those bad cops you know shout out to the cops really protecting and serving but the bad cops like dude those guys have the most fragile egos of all time oh facts we uh where i'm from nevada we always make jokes about the motorcycle cops because i swear they're like the most angry usually short like thicker (laughs) you know men and just if you get pulled over by one, you know you're getting a ticket. You know this. And I just feel like it's usually like those cops who like, oh, I ride a motorcycle. I'm fucking cool. Like I'm gonna just give people tickets all day just because I can. My thoughtful. Like I don't you know. Do. <laughs> yeah, we see a motorcycle cop. You know you gotta slow down. You gotta roll down the window halfway. You just gotta. Be on your A game because those motorcycle cops, man, they are the ones giving tickets for sure. Man, I remember I got pulled over by a motorcycle cop once and I saw another patrol car pull up behind them and I was like, oh, no. Is this the no, day? No, no, no. <laughs> Never the second patrol car. That's, your heart drops a little bit. Your stomach gets a little tingly and you're... <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, my stomach was for sure tingly. Um it turns out that the second patrol car, he was a cop in training. So there was three cops, but he was a cop in training. So he had to see the guy give me a ticket, a bogus ticket. I'm like, for real, you guys are giving me a ticket just to do some training right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mind blown. I was like, dude, I'm getting a ticket right now. Just so this other cop can learn how to write tickets and it was like a, crossing a double lane or something i'm like i'm not even gonna argue this like when i get pulled over i'm just like i'm just like yep mm-hmm. yep but what do you, yep okay whatever should, shouldn't you be doing that training in a classroom shouldn't you be doing that oh. like in the field like why i don't know that i think giving that's real another t- thing our uh our police like training there's uh, other countries and stuff that, that they absolutely have to take like two, three years of training and they take, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Crisis like classes and stuff and learn how to deal with people with mental health. They learn how to deal with people with violence. They learn how to deal with people who are on drugs. Like, and I feel like our system just doesn't have that. We don't have the training in place. I wonder why they don't have the training in place when they clearly have the money with the amount of taxes that they tax everybody. That part. And they just got 87,000 new IRS agents. You know what they were hired for? Mm -mm. Whoa. I know. Or I have an idea why they got hired. Um, you know, this could be theory, but I feel like most people will feel me on this. So you know how they just started taxing any 
Cash App, Venmo, or payment service over six hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. They gotta get control of that, and they gotta get control of crypto. So they need so many more agents so that they can get on top of that and collect the coin from the freaking people when these at i was gonna i'm trying to not cuss so much but these (laughs) a-holes are spending 17 billion dollars on war and equipment weapons and stuff to go and kill people like how does this make any of this make sense and none of it does it does it doesn't it really doesn't like there's so many things going on right now so many current events where i'm like that that's the route you chose like that's that's how you're handling that it's just been i feel like it's getting a lot more so recently and it's because of all the people in government no offense to like older people love y'all thanks but it older people should not be in control of laws and governing and guiding people like that yeah. should definitely be the the younger generation the generation that you know is for the people that is the people right. yeah <clears throat> And I feel like with our with our laws of like, oh, you have to be 35 and you have to do this and all this to get into government or whatever. It just honestly dulls the amount of people who actually want to get in there and change things, I suppose. When I Whereas think- a lot of people are just stuck in their old ways and they're happy with the way things are working because they're still getting paid. They've yeah. never actually been in the field. They've never really had to deal with citizens type thing. When I think about all of that stuff, like politics and what have you, it really makes me want to live the lifestyle of the people in Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like a more savage lifestyle where like, hey, listen, survival of the fittest, get it how you live. And this is how we're going to run the world now. Like, that's how I want the world to be. You know what I'm saying? You disrespect me. I'm going to come at your house and uh, we'll see who wins. (laughs) We'll see who wins. You know, you know, one of us has got to go. But you'll you'll see who wins. Like, imagine if we lived that kind of life. Like, dude, like, yes, there would be a lot of <laughs> crazy, like, crazy people out there. But those people, you know, you would have to get rid of them. Like, there would probably be less crime if you knew that any person that you crossed, like, there's a great chance that you're going to be eliminated, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, facts. <laughs> if everybody just walked around with swords all day, the world would be very different. <laughs> That's why I think it's funny when they say, oh, no, like, don't legalize um, the ganja in the state because there's going to be more crime. Like, no, there's more crime when it's not legalized. Okay, okay. <laughs> but how many, how many, honestly, honestly, how many stoners do you know that, like, smoke a bowl, take a dab, whatever, and then they're like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go rob this guy. I'm going to go <laughs> stab him. Like, yeah. No, I'll smoke a bowl and I'm like, what snacks do I got in the kitchen? Like, my yeah. mouth's dry. Oh, this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, real talk, man. What's your favorite stoner movie? Stoner movie. Okay, this one's kind of hard. So, like I said, I grew up in the cult, so I never really got to watch a lot of, like, stoner movies. I've been catching up on them recently. And I've got to say, I think it's How High? With uh, Snoop Dogg, I think that yeah. one's got to be my favorite. Well, no, because- How High has got Redman, Method, and Method Man, and Redman. No, there's one with Snoop Dogg. Is it? Oh, oh, Owen oh, oh, Wiz, right? Yeah. It's. I think that's the new How High, the is second it? one. 
Yeah, and it has little a uh, little yachty in there as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the the newer how high I think maybe number two. It, it might be number two. I'm not all the way sure. Somebody fact check me on that. But the original how high had Red Man and Method Man. That's the one that I knew um, as far as like story movie. I never saw number two, but I'm sure it was probably good. I, I think like any time that the the vibe is like happy-go-lucky ganja vibes like how could yeah. you go wrong with those movies because the people watching the movie is obviously going to be stoners like in the stoners aren't necessarily always the most critical you know movie uh, reviewers this isn't like the the bad tomatoes or what do they call that website rotten tomatoes I yeah mean. yeah rotten yeah. tomatoes like like stoners are not rotten tomato critics like rotten tomato critics are like in my vision, like a bunch of Karens just sitting at a, uh, an office, like, because it's always bad reviews, you know what I mean? Where, yes. I, no, definitely, you go watch a movie, and you're like, that was sick, and then you see the review, and you're like, what? Uh, well, let's get into a foot commercial, and then we'll come back, and we'll continue the amazing conversation, ladies and gentlemen. If you are new here, be sure to smash the like button. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. I want somebody to show everybody what happens when you become a member of the channel because you get an instant shout out in the video. Well, you should anyways. So somebody go ahead and uh, become a member of the channel so that you can see that. Hey, and be sure to check out Bree Stoning Goddess 420 after the podcast. Her IG is Stoning Goddess 420, and it looks like there's only one D in there. So she got me with that one a couple times. Um, I got her social media on the screen. I'll go ahead and spell it out for those listening on Apple and Spotify. It's S T O N E Y G O D E S S 420 on IG and on Twitter. It's the same thing except no 420 at the end, but we all know that you 420, my friend. Oh, 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 shout out to those awesome socks and stuff like that. <clears throat> so we back. We back. We back. All right. So I want to get back to uh, talking about these movies, these stoner movies. Because all right. So tell me if you've seen this one before. It is. Why is it leaving my mind right now? It's probably because I'm on the floor twenties. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it really is leaving my, my mind right now. Um, somebody help me. Somebody help me. Dave Chappelle movie. Dave Chappelle. Half baked. Oh. It was. Half baked. Half baked. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my goodness. You have to see Half Baked. Okay. All right. That's on the list. Dave it Chappelle. Is. I'm shocked I haven't seen it because my uncle was like addicted to Dave Chappelle growing up. Yes. Yeah, so. That movie is one of the most hysterical stoner movies of all time. You don't even need to be smoking anything to laugh at that movie. It is so funny. And it's probably the movie that really took Dave Chappelle to the next level. Definitely. I got to go watch that. Is it? Is it like a Pineapple Express level? That's another good one. I feel like that's one of the ones where you don't really have to be lit to be laughing at them because they just do the stupidest shit. I think that Pineapple Express is 
a goaded movie as well as half baked. And if I had to rate them on a scale of uh, one, which in this category would actually not be bad because we're talking about one to goaded, I would have to say that it's they're both probably at the goaded level on stoner movies. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how real it is because I'm telling you, like you watch that movie, like it, it's hysterical, man. Like I don't even want to give you none of the parts or give none of the parts away. But if any of you out there are listening and filming me right now, let me know in the comments because I know that that movie is gonna blow your socks off. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, speaking of socks or whatnot, like. How often, not how often, when did you get into the whole foot realm? Um, so I actually, <clears throat> I was just talking with um, one of the foot photographers about this. Um, I did my first shoot, my first foot shoot in February, but I started kind of doing foot content in January. Um, but like my, I created a whole new Instagram and everything. I kind of switched. I do run an OnlyFans and I was doing um, like nude and stuff. And I kind of switched all of that in January of this year. Okay. So, all right, time out. So you started doing more foot content in February. Mm-hmm. And before that, prior, you were doing a lot of uh, full nude content. Yeah. So I actually, um, I started doing like this, I guess you can call it sex work. Um, <clears throat> I started doing it. I rolled a Jeep, um, and I had two broken bones in my leg. I had a collapsed lung. I had some bruised ribs. Um, I had some brain damage. Like it was, yeah, they thought I was dead when they rolled up the same type thing. Um, so I was bedridden. And I couldn't move, but I still had bills to pay. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm starting OnlyFans. And yeah. it, like, took off a little bit. But honestly, the when I started doing feet content is really when I feel like I got, like, appreciated, I yeah. guess. Before you started doing the feet content, did you, like, have a fascination for them at all? Or, like, any kind of fetish yourself? Um, so not necessarily a foot fetish. I've kind of always hated feet, but I'm not sure if I hated feet or if it was just because like, that was the main thing that my brothers used to like torture me growing up. Ah, yeah. But I've always loved socks. Socks have always been my thing. Um, I love, you know, I remember getting bitched at from the time I was like eight years old, like, don't wear your socks outside and you're going to get holes in them. And I'm like, now I'm like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to go walk around outside. I'm going to fucking put a hole in it. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. It's socks for me, not necessarily feet. I hear you. Yeah. Some people actually have a sock fetish, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and you know, what's so funny is Socks and feet are so, like, it's such a huge fetish. Like, I feel like it's just so many people, like, have that. And yet so many people are, like, what is it called? Oppressed, mm-hmm. I guess. And just, like, it's it's one of those things, like, people don't talk about it because they feel ashamed or whatever. And it's like, why are you ashamed? Like, people are attracted to titties. People are attracted to ass. What's wrong with being attracted to feet? Like, it's still yeah. part of a, a body, like. 
Yeah. Well, see, I feel like they're only ashamed because it's the norm for people to feel like it's weird. And I don't know if that's the exact normal thing about people, um, you know, having any kind of like idea about a certain part of the body. But like for some reason, feet being weird became popular to, you know, a lot of people just like butts and boobs became popular to like. So you know, at some point in time, you know, we may not see it in our lifetime. Maybe we will because it sure feels like there's a paradigm shift in what people are becoming more attracted to. Because believe me, like there wasn't as many people doing what me and you are doing, you know, like 10 yeah. years ago. Well, you're doing the modeling. You know, I have a podcast that's very based and themed off of the the edish, right? Yeah. And you know, like 10 years ago, there wasn't anything like this. And there surely wasn't a, um, a lot of people, you know, taking pictures of the fee and whatnot. There wasn't OnlyFans, right, back then. So, yeah. like, there was, like, no, like, real motivation behind it. So, you know, that's why a lot of times you get some of the people who have been doing it for a long time. They're upset that so many people are getting into it. And they'll say, like, oh, like, they're only getting into it for money. Like, they don't belong in in our community. Like, first of all, like chill with that you know what i'm saying like because like what do you mean like, gatekeeping like, yeah people want to be gatekeepers whenever they have an opportunity to but like here's one thing that nobody could stop not even a gatekeeper is the movement and momentum of life you know what i mean yeah facts and honestly i think it's i think it's important that even people who aren't in defeat like are seeing this side of this community because like i said like i wasn't really in this community until about January and just seeing how like appreciative people are and how open people are. And just like the foot community is the most accepting kind community that I've ever gotten to be a part of. Um, and I feel like in a lot of the other like kink communities, um, like there's a lot of, well, you can't do this. Well, you fucking, you did this wrong or like, we don't like you because you did this one specific picture set. Whereas like in the foot community, I've never had somebody come up to me and be like, well, I don't like this. It's just always been like, wow, I love your content. Like, Hey, do you do this? Like, Hey, are you open to this? Like, it's very just more communication and and accepting, honestly. Listen, I feel like, you know, a lot of times um, certain people will get shunned from the community but I feel like it's most of the time the the really crappy people. And I and I do like that part about like the whole like do we accept this certain person into the community type of thing. Like when there's like just a really crappy person out there like scamming people and, you know, like taking custom orders and not fulfilling and like yeah. ghosting, blocking. Like there's some crappy people that will do people wrong and, you know, the word will get out and, you know. From there, you know, then it's like, okay, like, let's not accept those kind of people, like, in the community. Like, it, I feel like the reason why we enjoy the community because of the acceptance and the the kind words and the people who are very supportive. Like, I feel you on that. Like, I feel the same way, like, with people who are viewing the podcast. Like, a lot of people are like, you know, that was my favorite podcast. And it'd be like a podcast episode that I feel like I sucked in, you know, like I didn't talk well. I had no good questions. You know, it's one of those things. And then there's a bunch of supportive people. And I'm like, man, like, that's that makes sense what you're saying right now, because it's like, all right, that's what keeps me coming back. You know? 
Yeah. And going off of that, like more, more recently, probably just in the last month or so, I've had a few of my followers like hit me up and they're like, wow, like you responded and like, you're nice. Like, and they're shocked about it. And I've actually asked a few of these people, like, are, is this not normal for models? Like, are there models that are just out there being assholes? Like, I, and, and they're like, yeah, like they, they're super mean, like they're super abrasive. And it's like, why are you going to do that to people who are like wanting things from you? Like almost like a customer service type aspect. Like how, why are you just going to be mean right off the bat? If you don't know that that's like somebody's kink, which is different. Like I understand that being like in the fandom and all that stuff, like you are supposed to be a bitch, but me as a creator, like I make all kinds of content. So when people hit me up, like my first thing isn't to be like, Oh, what's up loser. And like, just start demeaning them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be like, Hey, what's up? Like, what are you, what are you looking for? And, and be like open. And I just, I'm curious because it's just been happening in the last month or so. If that's how, like, if that's why I've gotten so many like open arms, I guess is because I've just been like genuine and just been like, Hey, like, yeah. Like, what do you need? Like, yeah. uh, And I, I don't know. That's totally, that's totally what it is, though. People pick up on energy, whether they know it or not. And when they feel like the energy is welcoming and a, a, a great like aura just in general, like people want to be around those kind of people. So that's what's going to keep you thriving and keep you doing what you're doing. And just the genuine mannerism and just I don't know, it's just everything that people love about that kind of a person you know what I'm saying yeah like I I feel like it was different if you were like you know working for some big porn industry and like you have people answering your messages and you're gonna make that money no matter what but I feel like people on at least like on my Instagram and on my OnlyFans like they they sub to me they follow me because of of like they get to talk to me it's not just watching some video they actually get to see like who I am as a person and so it's, it's like been important to me that I like make sure to be, I don't know, more, more genuine, I guess, with people. And I, I'm just curious if like other models feel that way or if it's just like a singular mindset. <laughs> it, it, I guess it just all depends on, on them, you know, you know, everybody's, you know, very different. Everybody has a different experience with what they're doing in this community. So, you know, I see, I see oftentimes, you know, there's a lot of uh, models who, you know, they get, they get fed up with, you know, the community and they don't want to deal with anybody really, you know, like those going back to like the whole customer service thing, I think in a lot of sense of what's going on is that you just got to have customer service at the end of the day in some kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, customer service, which is funny because I said I would never work in customer service again. But and there are those, you know, the assholes who come in my DMs and they're like, send me a picture. Like what? Do this. And it's like, don't don't hit me up like that because then I'm going to block you. I don't want to talk to you. And so I do understand how it like models can get fed up with that. But it's also like at the end of the day, that's not the majority of DMs that I'm getting. It's, you know, a singular person or a couple people a week or whatever. 
and most of it has just been like people who are like, oh my God, I love your content. And uh, yeah. Something I can guarantee, however, about like the people who are demanding requests and DMs and being just outright rude to the models, those people nine times out of 10 aren't the people who are interested in things like what we're doing right now. They don't want to hear you talk. They don't want to get to know you as a, as a person, as a personality. They just want to, you know, get straight to whatever it is they want, which is them getting off to things that you do. And, you know, it is what it is. Like there's going to be good apples and there's going to be bad apples. And, you know, you just pick and choose from there. Like you, you pick what apple you eat. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you want to eat bad apples and focus on negative stuff and the things that drive you crazy, then, yeah, you're going to be, you know, not as interested. But, you know, it it is what it is, man. Like for me, like I, I just love genuine, cool people who are chill down to vibe out and, and kick it in general. So, you know. I feel like a lot of the people who want to be on this podcast, they're the same way. Like they like to chill vibe out and they like the positive people. And that's what keeps them around the community, keeps them pumping content and you know, everything's sweet. That's an easy life to me. Like just, just be you be genuine. That's easier than going around trying to be an asshole to everybody and like making yourself miserable. Like, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an easy life to be nice. (laughs) It really is. I don't know why, but like, I just keep on wanting to go back to Game of Thrones real quick. Could, could I just like shout out Daenerys right quick? Cause she was so bad in that show. <laughs> I am trying to get a Daenerys um, cosplay going, actually, to be 100% well, honest with you. Because like, she, her character is just the feminine power, I guess. Like, she, she makes my heart happy. <laughs> She makes all of our hearts happy. They knew what they were doing with that show, man. Lots of nudity, violence. Of everything. Sex. The way they ended it. The way they ended it was god awful. But Well, don't tell me. Don't tell me because I haven't seen all of the seasons. I actually stopped watching at like season, I think, six or something like that. But um Mama Goods always wants to get me back watching it. But here's the thing with me and shows. It's like what was that? She got you on the right track then. She you gotta you gotta watch it. Man, you know, I am going to. I am going to. The reason why I haven't started is because I feel like once I'm too out of the loop, I'm almost like uninterested. I, I would have to start from the beginning again, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? I've watched it four times from season one all the way through. Um, like my my first child is named after Arya Stark. Oh my um, god. Like that was yeah no that's one of my all-time favorite shows and it it honestly it's it because i feel like even though it's set in that like savage like you know kill you time it still has a lot of good um like lessons for like today like like the whole like you can't really trust anybody like you you've got to have your own back you've got to like work for yourself if you want to get there like there are people who go into power and then they just their entire house will disappear you know what i mean and then they have nobody backing them type thing like you have to like bet on yourself in a sense i guess and just like constantly have to believe in yourself and believe that you're doing the right thing can we just agree that uh 
the Stark, what was the main Stark guy in the very first uh, season? There's Ned Stark. Ned Stark, was he the, the original king? Oh, okay. So that wasn't a Stark. The The original king was a, uh, oh my goodness, I just watched all of this. Oh, uh, not a Lannister, Baratheon. right? Barath, yes. Yeah. All right. So he's the one that gets killed in the first season, right? Uh, he's the one that gets That's killed second? by Lord. Yeah. Okay. That I feel like happened way too soon. I was like, how did they kill him already? Man. Okay. This, <laughs> they kill off all of my favorite characters. Like all of them. Don't, I, don't, the don't, first don't tell time me. I, lost <laughs> it, I mean, uh, nothing ever stays dead in Game of Thrones, in my opinion. But, um, I, like, I feel like they just, they started, you're right, they started doing that early. They just started killing off characters. And it's, like, right when you started to fall in love with them. And right when you started to be like, oh, my God, this character is developing. And then they're like, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what keeps, like, the people into the shows, right? A little bit of everything, right? Like, like we said, there's... There was uh, nudity, there was violence, sex, and then death, too. You know, people like drama yeah. when they're watching shows. Yeah, they like anything that, yeah, yeah, makes them feel dangerous. <laughs> it Does anybody else... And I'm, I guess, you know, speaking with you, like I'm, I, I want to talk to all of you listening to right now. But does anybody else get PTSD from like uh, celebs like passing, like in um, TMZ? Like when I see a TMZ headline, I'm like, oh no, who passed today? You know what I'm saying? Where this this last uh, couple years, I think Betty White was like the last one for me where it was just like, damn. Yeah. Like I all knew it was coming, but it was like, damn. Yeah, and then that that recent actress from uh, Greece, um, her name is. What's her name? Uh, why? Uh, I'm looking it up. She she passed like just a couple of days ago. Hold on, time out. Oh, Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Okay. So Olivia Newton John just recently passed. Man, it's like man, all these celebrities just dropping. You know. People that we like grew up with, yeah, like, and shit, yeah. So, I don't yeah. Know, with every, uh, I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. Ooh. So with everything coming out about Disney and with the whole, like, uh, what's his name, the guy that hung himself but didn't hang himself. Oh, uh, Lincoln Park dude. Uh... No, the other one, the like. Oh gosh, never uh, <laughs> what. Um, Epstein. But just everything that's come out, I'm like. Okay, but do I like you as a celebrity? Like, are you into some shady shit? Like, are you, I don't know, in the back room sacrificing, like, poor kittens or something? Okay, yes, you're definitely talking about Jeffrey Epstein for sure. Yes, okay. Okay. Okay, So, did you see that documentary on Hulu, uh, Angels and, what is it, Angels and Demons, I think? It was like a Victoria's Secret documentary. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I haven't watched all of it yet. I only seen like a clip actually, to be honest. But um, I plan on watching it. But like, apparently, it's just about how the Victoria's Secret Corporation, how they were pretty much like very corrupt and might still be, but how Jeffrey Epstein pretty much, uh, you know, used that dude that ran the company to uh, pretty much like blackmail him, and that dude was giving Jeffrey funding a lot of Jeffrey Epstein's. Uh, 
you know, adventures on Epstein Island and what have you and inviting celebrities and bringing them there. And it was said that he would bring a lot of people there because he has so much blackmail on these people, you know, and that's why so many celebrities ended up over there and politicians and a lot of high profile people. It's, they talk about that stuff in a documentary, but you know, like just that whole situation as a whole, you know, is like such a rabbit hole. And I feel like it all started unfolding just before the pandemic. And it makes you kind of wonder like, man, are they doing all of this crazy viruses and, you know, chaos in the world just to kind of uh, distract everybody from what's really going on with all of these high profile people that are dealing with the Epstein cases. (laughs) Okay. So that part right there, because I remember like, I think it was like a year into the pandemic and they released like UFOs and aliens and shit were real and that they have like communications from outer space and shit. And, and people were just like, Oh yeah. Like, that wasn't bigger. That wasn't like we're we aren't the only life forms here. Why was that not publicized? Like, why was that not talked about? But everybody was so worried about like Jeffrey Epstein and all the shit going on with celebrities. And like I I really honestly believe that this that was all just a big ass distraction and that we're still in it because there's still shit happening where it's like, okay, that that shouldn't be as big as it is. So like what's going on behind the scenes? I I have definitely gotten into the habit of like when I see a big headline of something and I'm like, okay, like that's cool, but why is that the headline? I immediately start going to look for other stories because I'm like, what what is actually going on? Like what are you, yeah. what are you hiding? <laughs> I bet and I bet everybody that the whole raid on Trump's house not too long ago by the FBI, it probably had nothing to do with the the last year's riot at the Capitol. It probably had everything to do with Epstein, though. <laughs> that's, that's, wait, like, why, did, why is that so, like, shocking to believe when at the beginning of Trump's presidency, which I'm not, like, I'm not Democratic, I'm not Republican, I'm not, I don't care either way. I just want to Thrones is what I'm voting for, but yeah, continue. <laughs> But it's like at the beginning of Trump's shit, like he said, like he had all that shit about um, women that he kept saying, like grab her by the pussy and shit like that. And it's like, why did we not expect him to be associated with Jeffrey Epstein? Time out. Don't ever say that in the middle of me drinking water again. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I'm done right now. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's crazy. And I, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of hidden shit between celebrities. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother culture in my opinion. It totally is. It totally is. I just realized we've been on for 52 minutes. Like I think me and you could probably do a three hour podcast episode. Oh shit. Has it really been that long? Yeah. It's almost been an hour. Hell yeah. I fucks with it. <laughs> Hey, um, shout out to the people that are in the live chat, by the way. Um, hey, let me do some shout outs real quick and then we'll come back. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and also Foot Mercer up in here. Hey, shout out to Sand. Shout out to William Lewis, Alexander, Artunho. Shout out to Miles. Hey, shout out to Miles. Miles! 
Miles is the individual who introduced me to this awesome person we know as Bree Stony Goddess. So shout out Miles and Socks and Souls feet on IG. Um, shout out to Jamichael Elmore heating up. Shout out to Mama Goods in the comments. Tyler. Tyler always says, is she ready for the toe spreading contest at the final part? I don't know. It's up to her. Uh, shout out to Dante Curry. Dante Curry, you were like running the chat at a certain point. Like that's a lot of you. Shout out to the Mr. Garlic Man says, let's see those tasty, delicious, sweaty, smelly, dirty socks. <laughs> those socks are dirty. She walks outside a lot, she says. Shout out to Ross. See your feet, souls. Shout out to Amal 5000. Shout out to everybody, man. Appreciate y'all, man, for being in the chat. You know what I'm saying? So let's get back. Let's get back to it. I like that uh, that beat. That beat has like a, a little groove to it that I like. Yeah, I was getting down. I was vibing. <laughs> Man, so um, well, let's uh, let's let's ask some of the typical questions real quick because you know, I'm enjoying this fire conversation. By the way, like I could talk about this stuff forever. Like talk about like conspiracies, aliens, Game of Thrones, half baked, like all of these cool ass topics. Man, that's that's what I come here for. I come here to talk about stuff like that. You know, like all the feet stuff is cool and all that, but. Dang man, I I love just vibing out to shit that people do to get their minds off of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yes, I fuck with it. Honestly, I was so nervous, like so so fucking nervous. I was like, I'm going on a podcast, like I've never done nothing like this. I was I was shaking in my boots, but like that initial conversation with you this morning, I was like, this is gonna be sweet. Like it's yeah. gonna be so good. Yeah, you know, I think it just it seems more nerve wracking than what it really is because you think that it's an interview type of thing, and when you think of interviews, you think of like jobs and yeah. and intense sweating, um, you know, like being drilled in court type type stuff, interrogation. Like you think of all that when you hear the word interview, but then when you realize that oh, it's not like an interview. It's like we're just hanging out and talking and then it's like it's not that bad you know it's yeah no it's it's been cool for and, sure and i think that sometimes especially like with the pop pod right like there's been so many guests now at this point i think some of the new guests feel like there might be an expectation and when you think that there's an expectation, like, it's almost like, well, I don't want to, like, disappoint or I don't know if I'm charismatic or have the personality to be on a podcast. But it has nothing to do with any of that. Being on a podcast is just chilling, relaxing and being you. And that's all. You know what I mean? Like, that's all, folks. Like, it's, it, that's all it is. It's just being you. And you realize that people love you when you're being you. It's the genuine characteristics that people fall in love with yeah hell yeah I and honestly like I don't know I was I was nervous that like it would be more judgmental type shit I guess but it's also like you're not just like we're not just talking about like us like you're also talking to like the people in the chat and like 
and it's it's more involved than I thought it was going to be, I guess. And I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, thank you for being on the podcast, too. You know, I'm incredibly honored that you would come on the podcast and hang out. And yeah, man, it's just a it's just a all around community, in my opinion. So I like for everybody to feel involved. You know, I want people to feel like if there's somebody being disrespectful in the comments, you know, reach out to me, let me know. And I'll make you a moderator of the of the chat as well. You know, like I got a lot of people who are moderators in the chat, um, you know, and, and you all play a, a huge role. I, I just added five new moderators because I understand and know that not everybody can make it to every live. But, you know, just to kind of keep the conversation peaceful and not disrespectful to the models, too, because, you know, oftentimes, you know, the model can, you know, be objectified to the point where they can only talk about feet, right? Like, and like, I get it. Like you, as a viewer, as a person that's in this community and enjoying it, like you have a edish, right? And that's dope. And that's cool, man. But just remember, and this is like my little tidbit, like, just remember that these are people and they like to, make friends just like you like to make friends wouldn't yep. you agree yeah we definitely we're all just normal people i feel like that's something that gets forgotten a lot oh absolutely uh, absolutely and, and that's just what comes with the territory of sw you know um you feel me on the acronym but that's yeah, yeah. It comes with, that's what comes with it you know and and, that, and that's cool and that, it is what it is but you know, with the things that we're doing, Brie, that is really becoming normal, like just SW in, in general, like all of the components of it, the BDSM world, um, you know, the the P stars and, you know, the podcasts that promote the the workers within, like all of this is becoming more normal than people know. Like everybody is having an OF these days. Everybody yeah. has benefits. Everybody wants to dive into a markets that can help them thrive and lead lives that they deserve because nine to five jobs, people like, let's face it. Like that just doesn't do it no more. That doesn't pay the bills and send you on vacation no more. That pays the bills and that's it. We want vacation. We want to be in beaches and relax and do what we like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. Or even like, just being able to fucking go to the store and not worry about like, oh my God, am I going to have enough money to get these Cheetos? Like, am I going to be able to pay my phone bill if I get these Cheetos? Like, shit, am I going to have to buy mac and cheese or some dabs? Like, I got to choose today. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. And 100% of the time is dabs. Facts. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Um, well, Bree. It's been a blast. I would love to continue to go. However, I got a gym appointment coming soon, so I got to get it in. I, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, time out. Let me. Oh, oh, oh! Hey, hey. Don't, don't be scared, everybody. Myself, can I get a flex real quick? I'll, I was like, mm, oh, I'll flex this one because you can see the yeah. <laughs> I feel like we have to continue continue the conversation soon though so hopefully i can get you back on here as soon as possible i am i am down i'm so down this was so much fun 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bree, once again. Um, don't go anywhere. I'll holler at you once the live broadcast is done. But let's foot march our way on out of here. And thank you, everybody, for coming, watching live. And for those who are not watching live, thank you for being here. Remember, become a member of the channel to see exclusive content coming at you real soon. Hey, shout out Bree once again. Remember, follow her on IG. S-T-O-N-E-Y G-O-D-E-S-S 420 and you'll be able to find all the stuff that she is into like the links and all that good stuff the OFs and you know what I'm saying that's all available there I, I wanted to talk about the horse riding but I guess I'll save that for next podcast uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody for supporting the podcast it, it surely is appreciated and uh, hey We'll talk to you next time. We out. Once again, Breeze, Tony Guys 420. Hey. time out i forgot to tell you all go and sign up with your email at www.daddygoods.com now we're out of here